Last time on Desperate Attune, Mushfik woke up one morning to find that Mufizbhai, the rising moon's tea vendor, was missing. In his place, a stern-looking woman was serving swill at sky-high prices. Mushfik wasn't interested in the dreadful drink, but in answers. Under the threat of violence, the woman confessed that Mufizbhai had been driven into hiding after he'd failed to pay his dues to the flatbread uncles. Wasting no time, Mushfik took off to rescue his favorite chaiwala, picking up Bidrohi on the way. After a while, they found a despondent Mufiz by the river, drinking cheap moonshine. Bidrohi made off to make some tea for the three of them, and also for Gunnar, a Scovlander who just happened to be passing by. Over tea, Mufiz said that he'd been late with his dues without trouble before, but now someone had been stirring shit up. Gunnar had heard of this, and elaborated that Jackal had paid off the Scovlander's debts to the flatbread uncles, and added a bit on top to get them to harass the Ketrisi. Meanwhile, Saida went to visit Salman with the paperwork registering the House of Lies. When she found him at the ruby jetty, Salman cryptically offered her a mango. Hesitant at first, Saida ate it, and to her surprise, unlike all fruit in the city, the mango didn't have the subtle odor of the city's refuse. The fruit and all the trees in Gilly Gilly Gully had fallen silent, Salman said. It was a symptom of Saida causing an ontological shift in the city. They debated theology for a while, at the end of which Saida convinced Salman of the Prince of Ending's existence, and Salman left her with a warning. The next time she meddles with reality, he should hear of it directly. Once the crew got together, they charted a course of action to deal with Mufis's problem. They learned that he was specifically indebted to a man named Cutlet. Cutlet was a butcher, and Jackal had paid him to supply meat for an upcoming Scovlander festival. With that in mind, the crew planned a three-pronged attack. They would hurt Cotless operations by hitting his shop while he was away, they'd hurt his reputation by messing with the festival food, and finally, they'd hurt Cutlet himself by beating him up. Uduasha City, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow, where dancers cavort in forbidden operas, making love to forgetting flame, where the wealthy play at war with silver swords and silken sashes, where the people mine the dead heart of a burning star for cannonballs and pipework, and where a thousand secrets hide in a forest of paper and ink. Here the five key bearers reside, the five who know the secrets of the broken gates of death. Five, five only. There is no sacred spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert. There is no one who looks to the displaced, the poor and destitute and landless, whose ancestry has been stripped from them by foreign looms and foreign sparcraft, and no one has ever heard of the House of Endings. But this is their story. Their roots pulled up and burned, they stand in filth up to their necks, and that is precisely why they must keep their heads ever high. Welcome to Uduasha, immigrant. May it fear the name of the house you will build. Welcome to Desperate Attune, an actual play podcast about characters with their identities in peril, played by an international cast devoted to fiction-first gaming, collaborative world-building, and complex character drama.
And I'm back. Back Hello. again. Hello. I like how the one note that Chloe took down here is Anais, new drink auntie. Yep. Then... Yep. That's the only thing that has happened this session that matters. Yes. <clears throat> well, strictly speaking, kind of true, actually, because Morpheus being kicked <laughs> out is what instigated all of this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't expect to have such a violent reaction to the mango thing. Mm hmm. Yes. So, you know, like, yeah. that was really something. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm just trying to match Saida's weird energy with Salmon. Oh, right? yeah, Actually. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Saida is a person who randomly says prophecies. So I'm just having Salman be like a similar person where he just talks in cryptic riddles and yep. knows weird yeah. metaphysical things about the world. <laughs> yeah. One or and, and in this case, the thing he knew was I that the mangoes are silent. I'm back. Yes. I'm back. Welcome back, Club. I'm, I'm, just back. Back. I'm back. We're all back. Okay, excellent. So, uh, this situation starts uh, desperate. Mm -hmm. And so, Not I think where we, will... no, I I think where we will begin is that Gunnar has managed to get you to the fringes of Jackal's party. I don't even think he's like invited to Jackal's party necessarily. And if this engagement role had gone better, maybe he had been and he could have brought you along. But what's happened here is that he has brought you to his family celebration, which just happens to be like next door to Jackals. So there's like, you know, again, it's a big immigrant community. Not everyone is celebrating in the same place, but he happens to be celebrating nearby, which also means that you might put this poor innocent man into danger. No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Mm -hmm. We will see. And so uh, where this uh, scene begins, he is like hanging out on the fringes of the celebration. And what Jackal has arranged is a big-ass bonfire. Because this is apparently part of the celebration. So there is... There's like a big-ass bonfire. And... Uh, I think that there is something specific being burned. Some sort of effigy. But it's not of a person. What is it of? Mm. I'll have Tree answer this one. Because you're the occultist. What effigy do the Skullanders yeah. burn? I think that the Skullanders have a tradition of oh we're in Udwasha, right yeah i think that the scoblanders um burn a like an effigy of what appears to be like a leviathan hunter ship um oh yeah very cool probably, they burn a big boat mm -hmm. yeah i think in the past maybe like it was a different kind of ship like i think they've always been burning like boats but like mm -hmm. recently i think the boats been like this been starting to look more and more like the big Leviathan hunter ships, uh, and yeah. that's not a coincidence, right? Yeah, makes sense. It, so there is it's this the like anniversary of the first battle of Lockport, where the factory workers of Lockport uh, overthrew the imperialists for a while and blew up all the ships in the harbor. Yeah, absolutely. So there is yeah. a big, big ship being burned, mm. uh, and this is what Jackal has arranged. And I mean. Gunnar and his family have a smaller celebration, so they have made like a little bo boat out of bark, and they built like a yeah. little fire. And his family and friends are burning it just because you know they're they're doing their celebration thing. And where the score obviously starts is when you like sneak away from his celebration and get into Jackal's, right? Because that's yeah. 
where you want to be. So I imagine your plan of entry, you can contradict me if you think this doesn't make sense, but I imagine your plan of entry is basically just kind of drifting from one party to another. You know, like we're at this party and then, oh, oh, whoops, we wandered into this other party. Yeah, uh, that sounds mm-hmm. about right. Yeah. yeah. And so what will happen immediately is that you are grabbed. Uh, someone is grabbed. Let's yeah. say it's Saida who is on yeah, the sure. around. Uh, is yeah. grabbed and pulled into a throng of people uh, who are sort of blocking your path. There's like a big group mm-hmm. of them. They are not pulling you in any sort of hostile way at first. Yeah. Uh, and then they start to sing in a language that you don't speak. Oh and no, you joined the conga line. Yes. Yeah. And they expect you to join in. And this is one of those, like, say that you are culturally wise and know the ways of the world, yeah. right? And not joining in the singing here. It's bad. Like, yeah. It's bad. It will immediately mark you as, like, an outsider who doesn't know why yeah. the hell you're here. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes local Uduashans or even Ketrizi people do join Skovland celebrations. Like, it does happen. Mm. But not people who don't know how to behave. And yep. You have so no idea what it's... the song is or what it's about or why. Yeah, it's so lucky, on the other hand, that I do have a demon in me for whom language is not a problem and for whom rhythm, if not music, is uh, its reason for existing. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to mark a voice for song uh-huh. and I'm just going to mutter under my breath, Samum, if you've ever, if you've ever, this would be the time. And I don't, and I think that unable to say if you've ever loved me. Because uh-huh. that is a dangerous yeah. thing to say, but yeah. like that's what they're thinking. They're like, you better do this for me, right? Okay. Um, sure. So the so sway think... here is almost. I think one of the reasons it's desperate is I'm trying to convince the demon to do this. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. You can try to persuade the demon you're carrying to sing a Scovland patriotic song. This is. Yeah. Um, I'll call this acceptable, but it's definitely desperate with good reason. Oh yeah, 100%. and it's sort of desperate for the for the whole crew, right? Because you are pulled yeah. into this crowd, and all of you have to blend in. And it's like, if you don't blend in, you are getting kicked out of the party, right? So we're starting off yep. on that note already. But maybe Saida yeah. can turn the situation around. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to assist uh, you. Fantastic. I also had an idea for an assist, <laughs> but it might require. I can I assist for a flashback? Is that something mm-hmm. you can do? I can assist yeah, for you. Uh, okay, okay. All right. Would you like to assist for my idea? Let me yeah, pitch sure. the idea. Okay, well, what like if... So, so Vidrohe, Mushvik, uh, um, Mofis, and um, Gunnar, you know, uh, were all together, and uh, Mofis had a big bottle of moonshine. So what if we all got drunk, and Gunnar uh-huh. was singing this song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think you should yeah. assist with this, because it's your idea. Right. Yeah, spend spend one stress and uh, and assist by having kind of learned to like mumble yeah. along to the song. So <laughs> the, the reason yeah. this works, I think, is that if Saida can pull this off, then Bidrahi mm. and Mushvik will be able to at least follow along, like make the mouth uh-huh. movements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so desperate, okay. standard, desperate, standard, right? Yes, mm-hmm. standard. You can you can sway your pocket demon. This is a thing that's possible to do because he loves you. So. Yeah, great, fantastic. One uh-huh. bonus die. Um, yeah. <laughs> Desperate sway, one bonus nice. die. But you roll a six. Six, four, two, four. Mm-hmm. So, Tamum's voice rises with the strains of a patriotic Skovlander song. And uh, 
<clears throat> I, yeah, we hear the voice mingle in with the crowd, and mm -hmm. the effect here is that these people, they take to you. Like, you may not look right. like them, but you, you, you know the song, you can clearly sort of fit in. We both hate the accuracy. Um, yeah. What yeah. more solidarity could you ask for from us? Exactly. <clears throat> and so there is this big crowd of like Jackal and her affiliates, because obviously this is not mm. just her gang in attendance. She's invited, you know, movers and shakers throughout the community, everyone who's a little bit rich and so on in her neighborhood. Yeah. And so I think a Skovlander, like probably some sort of like union boss or foreman. Yes. Excellent. Is, uh, <laughs> important <laughs> in the business. He like pulls you aside and goes, Damn, you got a fine set of pipes on ya. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, and, <laughs> and <laughs> looks at him and says, uh, Well, you know, I try my best. Uh, I've, had, I've had lots of practice yelling against. Uh, and then, like, they just look up at the boat and then they tap their nose as if to be like, You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. But, because, Unwise to uh, say it out loud, right? What language I, are you guys I, talking, talking in? I, oh, uh, yeah. Hadrathi. Hadrathi? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think you could actually, like, the demon can't make you speak Skov, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Skov language, right? But I also think yeah. that, you know, it's one thing to be able to... He understands that you are not fluent in in his yeah. language, right? So he kind of effortlessly yeah. code switches as he, yeah. as he figures it out. Just because it's easier, because yeah. he is fluent in Hadrathi. And yeah, I think like maybe it's that like because um, I also need to remember that like she's not <laughs> she doesn't talk like within this accent. Maybe she tries to speak in Scottish, and that's why her accent is really bad, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and then he's he gonna pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, and then and then thank fucking God, like I didn't have to continue doing this. Yeah, um, uh, he yeah. he is an educated man. He speaks Hadrati fairly well. This is not true of everyone pre present, so the language barrier is continuing to be a problem. But you're all the six here, so there's no further consequence. So this big man uh, kind of pulls you aside, and he says, "Well, I I'm glad you want to celebrate with us. Ah, the turning of the seasons, and you know that's what this originally was about before the whole Lockport incident. But we can celebrate two things at once. Now, come." Come sit with me, and anyone who can sing like that deserves a nice drink. Need it after bellowing. Mm, yes. Uh, I think what I want to do here then is, mm -hmm. as I drink with him, um, because this guy seems like you know he knows somewhat like what's going on, and he's fairly yeah. like uh, put together. Um, as I like go along with him, I'm gonna like try and signal to Mushfiq. And Bidrohi, um, this is me providing cover, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. as I do this, and the nice little old lady goes and talks to this nice man about, yeah, we're going to have a drink and be friends. Um, mm -hmm. That's me covering for you. So now, you know, I've done, I'm doing my job. Right. Yeah. I know who this is, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, he's one of the NPCs in the Lockburgers gang who are like... Yep. Steve, Steve Doors and so on from Scotland. He's yep. the Bob. The Bob. Charisma the Bob. Uh-huh. The Bob. Is, is, is that okay. what everybody calls him? The Bob? The Bob. Yeah. Charismatic, Absolutely. maverick, intelligent. Yeah. Charismatic nice. and gregarious fellow who is 
actually yeah. fairly interested everyone getting along and oh, oh, okay then we've also learned that he's involved in their ability their their attempt sorry to build a labor union so i guess he will talk to see that he will uh, give you some pamphlets about workers organizing oh man if he thinks saida is not well read in whatever passes for marxism in this world right uh, yeah uh, i mean come on like i think they will talk about you know uh, primitive accumulation and the uh-huh. the real need for us to like engender class consciousness across Excellent. the lines of community 100 yeah. yeah okay I, I, and now i guess we know why he's so welcoming of outsiders too he's like yes workers yeah. of the world unite <laughs> excellent yeah so you're exactly. making friends yeah. with the bob well, technically <laughs> none of us have jobs yeah <laughs> Technically, that is true. Yeah, Um, so so we need Marxism more than anyone. (laughs) Indeed. Anyway, this does leave Mushfik and Bidrahi like relatively free to act because this guy commands the presence of his gang, right? And he effortlessly makes himself the center of attention, talking to Saida. So you guys have a bit more room to maneuver. What do you do? I tap the side of my nose and I give uh, Mushvik a big wink, and then I kind of like uh, nod my head towards the crowd in a in a gesture that I'm that that Bidrohi thinks is very significant and easy to understand, but which means nothing to Mushvik. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mushvik simply says, "Oh no." <laughs> 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 And then the bill like just... occurrence for Mushfik. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then and then uh, Bidrohi just heads uh into the crowd and then he finds this Kovlander mm-hmm. and he's like, Bro, where are the hamburgers? Yeah. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Uh so this guy turns. I don't think this is an action because where is the food is a normal question at the party. Uh, on the other hand, you are Bidrahi. Are you wearing any sort of disguise at this point? No. Okay, then I think I, it is a roll. I'm standing because... there with my flower crown. I'm wearing Jekyll's one boot. Yeah, I think this is a roll then, just for no one in the crowd to like spot that you are fucking Bidrahi, like Jackal's rival. <laughs> no, I don't care about that, though. Yeah, I know. It's just mm, some sort of okay. action role to persuade this guy. Like maybe it's persuading this guy, maybe it's avoiding attention. It's up to you how you want to frame it. But getting what you want in this situation, which is just to be led to the hamburgers without causing a massive stir, is an action role. Mm. Uh, can I call it a fortune role in the sense that I don't really care if there's a stir? So maybe on a six, there isn't a stir at all. Yeah, sure. We can frame it mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. Uh, it's a concert, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just see. So you will be led to the hamburgers. The question is just how much problems do you cause along the way? Fair enough. Some problems. It's a four. Some problems. You roll a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely. So I think the guy spots you. And uh, <laughs> I think he says like, Oh, oh, uh, yes, right. Follow me. And he like nods. And he is making some sort of assumption about you. And this is your, uh, this is sort of the stir or consequence here. He is definitely alerting other people to that this is happening. And suddenly you are escorted by some, some big men. It happens fairly subtly. But a couple of guys that he nods his head at, he does the exact same thing you did with Mushfik, except for him it works. <laughs> and so a couple of enforcers come up and like escort you along the way and very pointedly make sure that you don't get into any sort of trouble. 
Yeah, Hamish, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Haven't yeah. seen you since the thing where they, you know, you remember the thing like uh, there was Alcantara and Khatam, then there was like a uh, Mushrik by his love interest, and uh, also Jekyll, and then there was the cops showing up. You remember the thing? I remember the thing, yeah. Uh, I remember the thing. <laughs> and they lead you over. And since we have established that like Mushfik has a chance to poison the meat, I think they're still on like the appetizers. So, mm. you know, they haven't served the main course yet. But you, at this point, you can see cutlets. So you and Mushfik, if he follows you, can be led over to where the food is prepared. And this is, it's an outdoor festival, obviously, since they're burning stuff. So I think the kitchen is also outdoor. So you have this classic, you know, food stalls being set up, like rickety little little stalls like the big pots and the big pans in the background with like people frying a lot of stuff in a big wok and whatever right all of that being unpacked but for the moment they are serving up the appetizers which means i think they haven't gotten to like the main meat course yet they're they're about to you know they're preparing the first big batch Mm -hmm. of minced meat and stuff and for now they are serving up candied apples (laughs) as like a a treat Things for yeah, me like mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna try to yeah head towards the open kitchens. I think is there like are people here dressed in traditional Scottish kind of costumes that kind of thing? Or... Probably, I think probably not. It's still a poor immigrant community, right. so like people have tried to put on nicer clothes, but it's yeah. not like you know when you're a refugee from a war, you don't necessarily bring your nice suit. Yeah. Or you do uh, maybe, but you don't bring it out for anything but extremely important occasions. So, yeah. all right, I think like Mushrik is just dressed. I think a fairly nondescript kind of way, just button-down shirt, probably yeah. you know, working yeah. trousers, that kind of thing. So I'll try to uh, make my way towards the kitchen. Uh, is that a is that going to be a roll? Oh, to... if you want to get if you want to get into this open air kitchen, then yeah, absolutely, because okay. you know they don't just let guests wander in there. So all right, you can so... probably sneak inside, but so I would just assume. Here's what I'm trying to do. Like I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, and then we can see how other works. Yep. I'm going to Mushfik's going to go towards the kitchen. Like uh, you know, I think he understands how kitchens work, right? He would, and yeah. he's looking for like I think he knows what to look for. Like you know where the, uh, you know how they're preparing the meat, and he's going to ask. Uh, he's going to basically walk up to someone and go, "Yeah, I'm uh, I'm here to um, you know relieve you. You can take your break now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you can tell me what sort of action you think it is, but I think that it is desperate because, like, Cutlet runs a tight ship. And I think by default, it is limited in the sense, and the reason it's limited is you can fool this one person that you're relieving of their shift. This action will not fool anyone else. So you can try to step it up to standard to, like, make it more convincing. But otherwise, even on a success here, this guy will switch with you and then you're going to stand out like a sore thumb because no one else on the staff know you. But, you know, he's alone right now, so you can switch with him just real quick. So Desperate mm-hmm. Limited. Unless you want to do something to change your position and effect, of course, which you totally can. All right. If I were to play... so this, Okay, there's another way I'm thinking. But see, this is what I could do if I was... Uh, if I was playing Emma's character, if I was a Moss, this, this would probably mm-hmm. work better. But uh, yeah, uh, but I'm not. So maybe, but I I can do it in a more Mushfik kind of way. So it's an open air kitchen. Yeah. Can I climb something to get like an aerial view? You can totally climb something. 
if you want to take a different approach. I think that will not necessarily get you into the kitchen, but you can have standard effect in getting up onto like a nearby building above where they're cooking. Sure. So I still think it's desperate because it's sneaking around and the situation is fairly tense, but that one would probably be desperate standard. Okay. So sorry, uh, can you say that again? Like, what can I do? What am I climbing? Uh, so there's there's a building behind this open air right, kitchen. Okay. So you can mm. climb the building, and there's probably some sort of awning hanging out a little bit where you can like crawl out and be above where they're cooking. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. reasonable. And then that is what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, so this is gonna be desperate standard. Mm -hmm. And I'm assisting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're yeah, assisting by being a distraction, I take it. Exactly. Like, all eyes are on me, as they should be. And yeah. brother, I am with you. Uh -huh. Which lets you me assist. assist two yeah. times per... It's, it's... Blades fans will know this ability as foresight, but I have renamed it uh -huh. as brother, I am with you. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Bidrahi does what Bidrahi does best, I guess, which is talk loudly to Hamish, like they, they have the warm bread and the candied apples, and you're loudly sampling them, waiting for your hamburger. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm going to do something before I start eating, but mm -hmm. I think this can already provide cover for Sh yeah, Sherikatam. Yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's see Sherikatam get his way on top of the building so that he can survey the meat. Survey the meat. Mm -hmm. I'm surveying the meat with a six. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. That's totally so, meat, guys. <laughs> yes. So... What we see is Mushvik disappear into the crowd, climb up a drain pipe in an alleyway that no one is passing through, and getting on top of this building, which is like a two-story building. I think it's a, some sort of... Like, this is obviously on a square, because it's a public location. But I think this is... Yeah, let's say it's one of the Lockporter's offices, actually. So it's like a residence, but it's also... Uh, on top there, they have a bunch of like union records and stuff. But you don't care about any of that. You're going up on the roof, crawl out on an awning, and I think you will see one of the big, big-ass pans being dragged out over a, uh, over a fire. And then I think you see Cutlet from up here. Uh, like, I think this is a fun time for him to enter the scene. So you see him personally walk in. He's like this big, scarred dude, big muscles. He's got a tiny little chef hat on that's too small for his head. Um, it's like too tight and keeps slipping off. And a big, big white apron. He's done his best to look nice for the occasion. All right. And yeah, uh, he steps up he, to this like big pan and gestures at his underlings and is going to start preparing. For some reason, what entered my mind now is we've had we've done jackal with a kind of southern accent, so I guess what they serve at this Scotland event is southern style chili. So okay. it's uh. a big pot of meat and beans and chili, and that's what he's going to be making. That's like one of the main courses. Where's Cutlet from? Is he like Uduashan? I think Cutlet is Uduashan, yes, but yeah, you know he can learn these recipes, right? It, if yeah. they. If that's what they ordered, that's what they ordered. It, 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 somehow it fits Jackal that her favorite food is a uh, big pot yes. of chili. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what he's going to be making. Hmm. All right. So I'm, we haven't said what I'm poisoning the meat with. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be... No, no, but it might be funny if it's the... Uh, 
like a piece of the mango from the the you know disease tree that we found in the last session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not against it, but I will say uh-huh. that that's not going to be just you know, oh, that point that they kind of get food poisoning. That's going to be maybe they turn into mangroves. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, let's not do that. You want to put some mangrove bark in it? I mean, you can totally do it. I was about to say, where are you getting the poison from? I think it's possible to use or, the mangrove tree, but I want to do some something like citrus flavor. You know what I mentioned in the leech extract <laughs> earlier? That's what this yeah. is. This is from this pure citrusy leech extract. Okay. No one knows what it's for. You should probably acquire an asset, right? Yeah. Yes, I think this is acquire an asset, so it's it's a flashback. It won't cause any stress, but I will give you a choice. You can either simply pay a coin or two stash for this uh, for this stuff, and you have just bought it, right, for a coin or two stash, and then we'll roll for the quality. Or um, you can invoke one of your contacts here, and I think the appropriate contact you have is uh, you have a contact called Aziz, a bartender. Yeah. Yay. And, uh, oh, is this the kind of poison that you could, in a small quantity, put in a drink, and it would make the yes. drink interesting? I yeah, was yeah. I, I, I mentioned that, like we were we were talking about how Ketra CT different, and I and I as a joke, I said, "Man, this, like this doesn't have any leech extract in it." Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> uh, the choice I will offer you is either you can just pay Aziz uh, a coin and then roll, or you can start a four o'clock of your tab tab has uh, run out. Rather, let me put it like this. It's a four o'clock called repaying your tab. So if you don't mm. want to pay him now, then he's going he's gonna to be like, fine, I'll do you one last service, but you need to pay your tab back. And then it's a project you will have yes. to work on. I, I will definitely do that, because if you look at what, I, like at the very start of it, I made this uh, crew sheet, what I put uh-huh. down as notes for Aziz the bartender mm-hmm. is... Uh... Yes, that you haven't paid your tab to him, I know. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's going to be pissed with your shit so it's a four o'clock of repaying him and maybe you will have to repay him in services maybe in coin but it will be a project either way yeah uh, yeah i'll start the four o'clock repaying as is or paying off your tab or something like that uh cool four o'clock is that right yeah four o'clock all right uh, then you have the poison. I guess we should still roll for how good it is. So I'll quickly do that. Because that's how acquiring an asset works. You roll for the quality. Yeah, we should roll for tier, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll quickly roll your tier and just see just a sense of how good this poison is. It's tier it's, zero. It's tier zero. So I think quality what it can zero. accomplish I think what it can accomplish in this situation is it can make the meat taste bad. No, that's right? that's we enough, just, I think. Mm-hmm, we j- yeah. we just want like yeah. to, to break up like uh i think cutlet's connections so yeah exactly yeah. i don't think yeah. you need particularly high quality to just be like this food yeah. tastes terrible now yeah i'm not but... genociding the scoplander mm-hmm. refugee populations so... yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's mostly you know it will not be like a subtle thing where people taste it and then get diarrhea or something it'll just be like they'll taste it and then they'll spit it out and that's that's that that's exactly what i need all right mm-hmm. we're good okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna fix on top of building. Um, 
this guy is cooking yes. up this big pot of chili, and I guess you will still need to do some sort of action to get the poison into it. I think you have gravity on your side, but yeah, you can't just My... like drop the bottle in without <laughs> being noticed, probably. Yeah. So the idea was to somehow <laughs> uh, grapple, like grapple hook something on like on the other side, and then like <laughs> some... you're gonna use your grappling hook. Okay. You're not, no, no, sorry, no, no. I was gonna. I was gonna um, position myself like directly on top of the chili and then pour the contents of the bottle down onto it. But cutlets right there, and you gotta notice yeah, leak exactly. extract rating on it. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's the problem right now, right? You're yeah, in a position it. where you can just pour it down, but you can't really do it without anyone noticing unless you do something first. Okay. Don't don't worry. I got this. Okay, let's cut back to Pidrihi. Yes, because I'm doing things in the meanwhile, which mm -hmm. probably, I mean, depending on how into this whole I will supervise my people thing Cutlet is, he may already be distracted. But if yeah. not, I will I will do something that will definitely distract him. Okay, sure. So you were yeah. just sat over by the appetizers, which he's not paying super close attention to, but you can do something yeah. to draw his attention. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be like... So, talking to Hamish, and like, where's Jekyll? Surely I can see her. Uh, so, the situation is, the reason that these people escorted you over here is so that Jekyll can talk to you, actually. Oh, okay. So she's Excellent. coming over, I want to see her too. intending to have a chat with you. Like, uh -huh. Jekyll! <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. man. She, she comes closer and she goes, So, the Bob dragged your ass all the way over here, did he? No, no, I dragged my own ass. You dragged your own ass, then why the hell's the Bob talking to your grandma? He says Maybe. nothing over to her, so he does talking to I don't the know. Bob. Maybe he's trying to get into her silver kameez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she just casually clicks out the knife and says, you best explain what you're doing here and you best start talking quickly, because I assumed the Bob was trying to broker some peace. That ain't what he's doing. I see no reason why I should make an attempt. Oh shit, oh fuck. Okay, listen, Jekyll, we can have the stabbing and the fighting and the rolling around with a rolling around the ground trying to like get at each other's knives before the other person gets at the knives and uh, trying not to stab each other and have all the sexual tension and all that. We can do that later, but you know, you are having a very nice feast here. I totally respect your cultural traditions. I didn't come here for you, I must admit. Uh, I came here to talk to the man who is catering for you, because he is a piece of shit. Mm. Okay, and you're trying to draw Cutlet's attention by saying this out loud. Yeah, in fact, I will go get, unless she wants to stop me, I'm going to go get his attention too, but I don't know if, but I'm going to have a chance to like, react to something. In first. this moment, you were, you were trying to pick a fight with him. I think you're close enough that he can hear you. And like, okay, then what's going to happen see. is this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be However, like, Mm, sorry. I'm setting up your position and effect here, right? I think that, let's not call this desperate yet. I think your position is risky by default because mm -hmm. she's not about to like stab you here and now. But uh, I think you have limited effect. And the reason for this is that Cutlet, as all the Flatbread Uncles, takes catering quite seriously. And you're going to get limited attention in that you're going to get his attention, but not to have him, you won't with this action, get him to actually step away from his pot. Mm -hmm. like he can look uh, away, but yeah. But here's where things get very spicy. 
mm-hmm. I'll be like, and also, Jekyll, I enjoyed your shoe very much. It's a very cool shoe. I would like to buy one very much like it. Perhaps we can talk about where I can get shoes like this later. But it looks much better on your foot. What's she wearing, by the way? Because I, I, stole, her, I stole her cool shoes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. What is she wearing? I think she's not wearing... Well, she had a second pair of cool shoes. So I guess she's wearing them because she would be wearing her nice, oh, sure. That's nice true. things. So she's wearing the other pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> Jekyll, those are very cool shoes, but we know those are backup understudy shoes, and you want this one back. I will give it to you back right now. Just I have one last thing I need to do with it. Can I have, do last one last thing with it? Thank you very much, Jekyll. I know you. I I appreciate it very much. So I have an ability called demand satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You can issue a challenge to a single opponent to compel them to fight you for a few moments. Take one stress uh-huh. to draw their full attention, plus one stress uh-huh. for each extra feature. So I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to take the shoe off and I'm going to hold it in my hand and I'm yeah. going to walk up to Cutlet and go, Cutlet, this is for Mofi's Pie. And I'm going to smack him really hard in the face with it. Okay. Well, <laughs> now you've traded position for effect. So now it's desperate standard. You're, you're yep. attempting mm. a lot here. But yeah. yes, mm. this will distract him, but it is extremely desperate, not just because like of him, because you're also offending Jackal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I do think like these abilities let me do like the actual challenge itself should not be a, a role because I can just do it with this ability. Oh no, you you've issued a challenge to him. The yeah, question yeah. is how well all this goes. Yeah. So I'll just uh, take all the features once. So taking one stress to draw their full attention, and mm-hmm. I would like him to fight me for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't want his companions to intervene for the duration. In fact, why the hell not? Let's go all the way. My duel attracts a supportive audience. Okay, so you're spending stress okay, for all this, of the features. In that case, I know how I'm assisting, which is uh-huh. I'm going to point to, uh, I'm going to point to what is going on here, and I'm going to say uh, to the Bob, um, oh God, what is my, you know, youth these days, are huh? come, and yeah. I'm going to the supportive audience is going to be me and my friends, including the Bob. Um, yeah. I think, uh, as, yeah. Uh, as we have learned, the Bob's interest in all of this is actually to keep violence from spilling out so that there can be class consciousness and solidarity. So it makes yes. a degree of sense that he is a supportive audience, I guess. Yeah. I can, and, like, no, nobody I think likes this case, No one likes Yeah, I think it's that nobody likes this. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you, you are drawing a supportive audience. You're keeping uh, Cutlet's uh, allies from intervening, and you want to draw his attention for a few minutes. Yeah, um, and you challenge him just by hitting him with a shoe out of nowhere. Did you say anything to him? Did I miss what you said to him? You were talking. Uh, no, I said I, I, I did. I, did. I walked up to uh-huh. him and said, "This is for Mofi's bike." Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's the one thing you said to him. Everything else was for Jackal. <laughs> Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. So now it's going to be mano a mano, one v one. Okay, sure. Let's see how let's that see this. Let's see this roll. Yes. Uh, what is this roll, though? Mm. Because the challenge, uh, yeah. I don't need to roll to challenge. The challenge has been thrown. So the challenge has been issued, yeah. I think the role here is to see how much does this happen on your terms. So I think it's probably a sway. Like, the thing that hmm. could go wrong here is that he will fight you, but he will not necessarily, like, step out of his kitchen or away from what he's doing. Uh, 
you know, it, mm. it sort of depends. If you if you can succeed in persuading him, then he'll just be like, fine, a duel it is, and set his other things aside. Or he might just fight you, right? Because your ability doesn't prevent him from just basically like hitting you with a ladle and not leaving. Mm-hmm. Is it fair? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Uh... What the role is for us here, can you get this to happen on your terms? It mm. is happening because of your ability, but... Yeah, yeah. And all the other stuff is uh, is going to be applying as well. But yeah, okay, makes sense. What did you say it was? Was it desperate standard? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Maybe your ability switches it to risky standard, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's now just 1v1 with this guy. Yeah, exactly. So I think you, because the ability is risky standard, actually. Okay. Um, remember, you have a bonus die from me. Yeah. Okay. One bonus die from assistance. Standard. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's a six. It's a six. From the assist- it's the bonus die. So clearly uh-huh. it's the Bob and me who make the difference. Yes. Uh-huh. So you slim swing the shoe at him, and he's about to just hit you. And then he notices the Bob's presence, I guess. And he realizes, because like, the Bob is an even more important person than Jackal. He is like a pillar of the Scovland community for real. And he goes yep. like, yeah, if I ruin this guy's party... With him watching, that's really bad. I cannot just do this in the kitchen. So he, he grabs the boot as you hit him, and he goes like, Fine, kid. I'll duel ya. But don't respect, respect my kitchen, and don't respect the work of Tomuchi. He says as he holds up the boot, because that's the, that's the man who made it. Hmm. And... Uh, Cool. Like, I, I understand. Gucci. Yeah, I understand that the Muchi is a joke about Gucci, but also Muchi is the word for moustache in oh, many good. South Asian languages. So it's good. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this the, the moustache man who makes shoes. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Listen, these boots are made for walking. These boots are made for stomping. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that helped me so he, much. The fact that you set rolls, it up and then refused. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he he rolls his shoulders backwards and he just reaches out for an assistant. And I guess he is a devotee of like a war god, right? So he takes this kind of seriously. And he goes, I don't know who you are or who Morpheus is, but I don't back down from a fight. However, this is my kitchen. We do this outside. Very good. Uh, Your kitchen is nasty as fuck, so let's step outside. Uh, yeah, he just kind of grumbles. Yeah, I will just say, because I think we can't... It, like, it kind of cuts both ways, right? The fact that the Bob is here limits um, Cutlet, but it also... But it's, to the same extent, I gotta, you know, kind of chastise Vidrohi for, like, constantly insulting him. So, and so I will just say... Um, Vidrohi, it is one thing to act with honor. It is another to engage in unnecessary mockery. No, no. And I think what... it's very necessary. Like it's it's like smells really bad in there. Vidrohi, do not I disrespect don't... me in front of all of these people. Okay. Just finish it. Fine, fine. And I think what I'm doing here is I'm not saying a that the mockery is unwarranted. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying, B, that you can't go and duel him. What I am saying is, um, don't make it look so bad that winning is worse than losing. No, okay, fine. But I have ceded 
into people's minds the idea that there might be something fucked up in this kitchen. Hmm. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So what will happen here is that he is given his weapon. And what sort of cool weapon does the devotee of a war god carry with him? Because obviously he carries with him a proper weapon. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyone have a suggestion? Maybe, maybe he switches, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's a seven day week, it's a seven headed god. Right? Oh, yeah. So, okay. I think every day, like, and he's got seven things, right? Uh-huh. And if I don't know necessarily, yeah, I don't know what happens if you roll gift. That's uh, a tree, though. What did, okay. Uh, Which what is, is the third one? Is it? Spear. It is a spear. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Spear. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so yeah, I guess he reaches out and one of his associates gives him the spear that he carries, consecrated to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so at first he, ha- I, I think at first he hands him a sword and it's like slaps him <laughs> until he gives him yeah. a spear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he ca- he carries a special consecrated with weapon with him every day. Actually, so he doesn't yeah. have mm-hmm. a sword with him. Mm-hmm. He yeah, gets yeah. a spear handed to him by an underling. And it's a military spear. It's like mm. uh, probably borderline illegal for him to possess this. It's uh, mm. yeah. In fact, it is illegal. We have established he's in trouble with the Fursan for many reasons, and oh, they're just yeah. looking for an excuse to get him. So this is straight up an illegal spear. It belongs to the Fursan. <laughs> he's like torn Every... off the the banner that yeah. hangs from it, but it's just a Fursan spear. Every single um of his weapons is also literally a murder weapon in an open investigation, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he yes. carries around, openly flouting the law. Uh-huh. So, he steps away, and I think this is Mushvik's chance to poison the chili. And I think... Mm. I don't think it's, like, automatic success, even though you've been... But you have been properly set up, so I think you're in a position now of controlled standard. You can do it, and it's not like no one... The risk is not that anyone will spot you outright. The risk is simply that someone might figure out something is up. Right. Because so... no one's looking directly at the pot. So, I mean, I can't, like, just toss a bottle into the pot. I have to position myself first, right? Yeah. You have to, like, sneak out on the awning or whatever. Like, expose right. yourself for a moment, right? Yeah, okay. That's so... Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do what I said I was going to do earlier, which is try to hookshot something on the, like, that's opposite uh-huh. me. And, and, and uh, just swing <laughs> over the pot. Yeah. Yes. Tarzan swing over the pot and <laughs> yes. Yes. some Tom and Jerry will just... Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, it, it's... Uh, I'm sorry. You... <laughs> no, it's just fun. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not critiquing it. Just I. I I, uh, I don't critique it, but just a few moments ago, you did the Bugs Bunny challenge too. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, We wear uh, our influences on our sleeves. Oh yes. Yes. All right. Um. Yeah. That's that's the that's the action. I'm gonna swing over the pot and. <laughs> it sounds like a prowl. And the weird ass reason this is controlled, I guess, which it still is with you having it set up, is that you no one is going thing... to figure out that what you're doing is poisoning uh, uh, the chili. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's that thing, right? Like, you know, that uh, that psychology study where they make people yes. watch a basketball game and a gorilla yes. walks through the screen. Right. <laughs> this is a... No one is going to notice the <laughs> 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 Or 
first. I didn't think of trial. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also helps that it's dust wall, so everything is like really darkly lit. We're in the immigrant quarter, because there's no like mm-hmm. lights really. It's not yeah, like, except, cool. like in the front bonfire. It's Udwasha, but yes, yeah. controlled, controlled yeah. standard. How yeah. dare you, sir? Did I say dust wall? Mm-hmm. My yeah. bad. Yeah, you <laughs> did. All right. Oh, sorry, what, what do you say the position in effect was? Controlled standard prowls. <laughs> Controlled standard. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, okay. It, would great effect give me anything here? Uh, okay, I think with great effect, <clears throat> if you want great effect here, then what you're looking for is to do this subtly, right? I think with great effect, you can guarantee that no one will notice anything until the food is like on their plate. Yeah, so with okay. great effect, you accomplish this subtly enough that like everyone will spit out their food and go, wow, this is awful. There won't be time for anyone to taste it. Yeah, we're just getting rid of this, and I'm gonna and. Uh-huh. Yeah, it makes sense to trade it up. So I think the risky. Is, yeah, I think the risky great is just you're dropping in the entire bottle as you're going down. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm gonna. I do have two. I'm wondering if I should try to really like steal the deal here with the. Push or yeah, I can push, yeah, I'll push. No, no, I think I'll push. I've got some stress to burn. Okay. Yeah. Spend some stress for a bonus die. Oh, yes. Great. Oh, yes. Nice. Six. The thing is, if everyone's attention is a bidder here. People here like feel like a gust of wind behind them and they turn I, around. I think Bushwick's even gonna, like, as he does this, he's even gonna shout Geronimo. <laughs> I think you see, I think Saida will catch you do this and will make a mental note to be like, there is no reason to draw attention to yourself in this fashion. Mushfik, you must learn subtlety. You will swing anyone could have seen you. Yes, and I think, okay, so then the six is not that people don't notice it. You like swing down, you shout Geronimo, but then the Goblin crowd goes, Geronimo, in response, and they think you're really fucking cool. <laughs> I can't believe Jekyll splurged on ap- Acrobat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the bonfire acrobatics. I, I guess that's true, actually. You probably go over the bonfires you do this. Yeah. It looks really cool. <laughs> okay, so you have poisoned the chili. And uh, this is really bad for the man who's now in a duel, and he's also in a duel. And, uh, yeah, uh, the Bob turns to Saida, I guess, and goes mm. like, well, uh, that seems pretty bad. Oh, Do we stand for this? No, we don't. And look, it's not acceptable, but I'm going to lead in. I will say, I didn't realize it was going to be this moon. To be fair to Vidrohi, Patlet has been um, extremely cruel to some of our own. And yeah. don't don't his... worry. Yeah. No, uh, go on. I, yeah. Think he, I think he actually interrupts you. He goes, Don't worry, I'll oversee this. No, I want a nice clean fight, yeah? No. <laughs> and he's just gonna <laughs> step in and be like a yeah. referee. Excellent. Unless, I love this. unless someone does anything about it, the Bob is going to try to limit like deadly violence or whatever. I, yeah, I think what I will say to him is I will say, um, 
I like as he does this, I will say, uh, to surrender or unconsciousness. And I'm going to try and say this, I guess, again in the um, in, in the in the Scottish dialect that I don't speak very well, right? But I'm trying to yeah. back the bob up, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it in the way that you are going to do this. And this is me basically saying, look, sure, no, we don't want to murder anybody, but if some bones get broken, that's kind of what happens. So okay, I think. Hmm. Do you want this to be an action, Saida, to try to influence the Bob, or are you okay with him just judging Ooh. this on his own metrics? Because um, I could see it going either way. Yeah, I think... Uh, let me ask uh, Zohab, do you think that you need the help, or do you think... So it's like, so what the Bob is saying is no lethal weapons, right? Yeah, uh, what he's what he's saying is no lethal weapons, but no fights to the death, I think. It's like one of those, like, you can duel yeah. to first blood. But no further. So okay. like whoever gets whoever gets injured has to like concede and step down and be like, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I'm I'm good either way. If uh, Saida thinks that we need to really drive home the point, or thinks that I might need a, I might get think, hurt okay. first. Yeah, I I, so, I I to be honest, I believe in. Uh, Bidrohi, I don't think he's gonna get hurt. But I think what I want to drive home here is we are this is how good we are, right? Mm-hmm. And this is not a coincidence. We can turn up uh to a place that got like Cutlet knew that something bad might happen, and we're gonna embarrass yeah. him in front of everybody, right? Yeah. Um absolutely. And then the we're gonna is, yeah. Yeah. The no, thing is Cutlet won't necessarily play according to the rules, but the Bob is going to attempt sure. to have this be done, yeah. you know. Yeah, and there may be consequences. If the, there may be consequences if the duel goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and if this man attempts to cheat, uh, I, you know, like the Fursan are no doubt only a flashback away or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. But in yeah, that the, case, the yes, I would is... like to try and yeah. Okay, you would like to try and influence him. Yes. Cool. Um, then. So sway. Mm-hmm. And I think it's risky uh, standard. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, risky standard. I'm wondering if. No, I think I mean like the fact is I have three dice of sway. It is mm-hmm. that's so many dice. I think it's fine. Okay, I'll, I'll save this later then. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I think e- because even if this goes badly, um, it's not like yeah. we won't stumble, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's a five, so it's fine. Like, okay. You know, so what will happen here is that the Bob will uh, will turn to you and mm. he will say, like, I value your counsel and you seem to know the fighters better than I do. And mm. so he's going to let you, like, be the referee if you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, make the calls for what is and isn't sure. allowed. Yeah. Uh, because neither of these people are Skovlander. He doesn't know them. So yeah. it sort of makes yeah. sense. Uh, he yeah. is going to let you be the referee. The The consequence that you accept here is mm. uh, damage to your name. Like, he knows you at this point. You've introduced yourself. He knows yes. that you're Saida and so forth. Yeah. And so uh, whatever goes wrong here, he mm. will put squarely on your shoulders. So okay. you will owe, I do, you know. Yeah. I want to resist this, but I know exactly how I want to resist this, which is mm-hmm. that um, I want to suggest that uh, I believe fully in my impartiality, but at the end of the day, 
Um, yep. I have a bias. So I will, I'm going to ask Cutlet to nominate a judge, a referee, who will stand also that he, like, and whatever, right? Like, yeah. in terms of reputation, I will say, you can have one, I'll have one, we'll cancel each other out. And then if anything goes wrong, it'll also be their side who will take some of the blame. It won't just be me. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Resist it in this way, and he will yeah. have one of his fry cooks step in as a referee. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and like, <laughs> the thing is, he's he's a cultist, right? So like, probably his fry yeah. cooks also can fight or something. Yes. So, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think it's very, very funny, though, that he just nominates like a teenage boy who's this is like his first <laughs> yes. summer job. And he, yeah. now he has to be yeah. referee for a duel. Excellent. I just rolled resolve, by the way. I hope that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you rolled a six, okay. so it's fine. Yeah, All right. So, so yeah, not there, there is an impartial. Yes, there is an impartial jury of referees overseeing the duel consisting of Saida and a fry cook. Yes. Um, I. Can you give this fry cook a name? Because I, I yeah. believe this person may end up becoming important. <laughs> yes. He may Don't let me up. name him. Don't let me name him. No, I will <laughs> let you name him because you nominated away. What's the fry cook's yes. name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, the first. Bejal. Okay. Uh, yes. Did you just say Bhaijan? Bejal. Pejal. Pejal. Uh-huh. Great. Okay. Yes. okay. Cool. Yeah. Pejal, the fry cook. Uh, so it's funny, and I will not explain. Okay, good. Great. So he steps up and goes like, oh, okay, everyone, uh, I want a fair, clean fight. He says his voice still breaking. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I will just, and I will just say, um, <laughs> like after he finishes, and I will, I, I will say, um, and you have to, and if you have to pick between fair and clean, We'd prefer clean. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Cutlet is watching Bidri, like, completely unamused throughout all this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I'll say, okay, fight's about to start. Who? I will dedicate this fight to Mofis Bhai, who has been unjustly persecuted despite being an artist and an incredible chaiwala and actually a pretty nice guy once you get to know him. Mm-hmm. And who do you dedicate okay. this fight to? Yeah. So the, the guy still doesn't know who Mofis is, I think. It was one of those. Yeah. It was Tuesday, the mirror. I beat up a guy yes. selling tea. <laughs> but he, uh, I think he, he just like looks at you. He like raises his shoulders a little bit, grips the spear, and then he says... I dedicated I dedicate this fight to seven headed war, the chained god. <laughs> and he's just Yeah, and like yeah, I I and you know, I I just like hear this and I go, hmm. I kinda wish uh he had said I dedicated to the Prince of Endings, but I guess that's not cool enough for him. He had to do it for some dude who makes chai. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. And and then does Cutlet reveal his scars? Yes, absolutely. He like casts off his apron, I guess. He wasn't wearing like a cool cloak or cape, but he is wearing an apron and I guess that has to stay clean for his cooking. So he casts off the apron and flexes his scarred pecs. Very nice. He was was shirtless under the apron. Hygiene is not his strong suit. Yeah, very, very nice, Mr. Cutlet. I see your scars and I raise you mine. And then I take off my shirt and I have... I'm a duelist, so I have exciting scars as an item. 
They're all over the place. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got each of these cars by losing a fight and learning a lot. And as you can see, I have learned a lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. So either way, I'm winning today. <laughs> he, he looks at you, I think, and he smiles. And uh, he says, uh, yes, there's a lot we could teach each other. Okay, bro, that's kind of fucked up. I don't like where <laughs> this is going. <laughs> uh, okay, so you have so uh, you have spear. I understand it's a religious thing for you. Uh, I suppose we're supposed to fight non-lethally. I look at the referees quizzically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's up to it's up to Saida right now. I think. I I brought yeah. my swords, auntie. Should I take something else? Uh, I'm. I will. Like, I think for a moment, I'm like, wouldn't it be very funny if Bidrohi beat him unarmed? And then I'm going to be like, yeah. And then I will think, I think Bidrohi would agree that it would be very funny. (laughs) So I will say, um, I think you can uh, beat him with your hands, Bidrohi. Think of it as a challenge. So you're, you're not telling the big scary man to disarm. You're just telling Bidrohi to. Yes, correct. The big scary man. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. fine. But like, okay. like, like uh, from an out of character perspective, I just think it's funny that Bidori has not fought anyone with a sword yet. Um, but in character, okay. it is. This is how incredible we are. Okay. Okay. So Bidori is quite this man Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to kick okay. this dude's ass without even using a sword. Watch. Oh. Okay. Just you watch. Uh huh. Okay. Well. Okay, Andy. Uh-huh. As I said, either way, I'm going to learn a lot. Uh, if I'm going to fight unarmed, I'd like a little bit. I mean, guys, it's a celebration. Play one of your like Scovish jigs or whatever it is, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think <laughs> Jackal, who is now entranced, like you're her rival, she will actually snap to one of her players to make it so because it's funny. Yes. So the, the, a reel starts to play in the background. Sure. Uh, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, the guy just holds a spear and is like, fine, I'll just beat the shit out of you with a haft. <laughs> Alright. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's do it. So mm-hmm. what what do you do? What sort of attack do you actually make at him? I think he's the sort of guy who would like wait for you to lunch or something. Also, he has a spear and you're unarmed, so it's just in his interest to wait for you to approach so he can like yep. you know hit you before Stab you hit you. him. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot he had a spear. It's the worst yeah. thing to do yeah. against somebody with more reach to sacrifice yes. your reach. But that's yes. why it's going to look so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So what do you do? I like. I will not lie. The odds are pretty stacked against you here. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to start dancing, mm-hmm. and mm. I'm going to start like doing the scovner jig, kind of like on the spot. And then my dancing is going to get a little bit more erratic. And Uh then I'm going to touch the ground and I'm Uh going to do a flip and a kick. Okay, so you're river dance capoeira-ing him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The idea is to hopefully kind of like do something really weird and bullshit stupid that he probably Uh won't uh, realize it's going to happen before he can stab me with the spear. Oh. Or hit me with the heft of it, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So, okay, river dance capoeira, got it. So it's desperate, obviously, because he's an armed man. It would be desperate yes. even if you were not an achieved fighter. And the question is if this is limited or zero to be. I think it's limited in the sense that you can get inside his reach. So yeah. you won't actually like hurt him with this, but you can probably clear out yeah, yeah. the reach advantage. Sure. That's, so that's fine. All. That's fine. That's uh, that's good enough for me. Mm -hmm. Desperate limited, which is fine. I am using even the odds, which lets me get a plus one dice for fighting unarmed or with an improvised weapon. Yeah. Oh wow! Apparently, I'm really smart, and I was helping you yeah. use your ability. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Why did you Sorry, think I agreed to this? <laughs> I thought you agreed to it because it was funny. Great. Yep. <laughs> That's duelist playbook for you. Very good. Do. Mm -hmm. uh, can I have a devil's bargain? Uh, sure. So, hmm. I think a suitable devil's bargain here is. Oh, man. No, that doesn't make any sense. Give me a second. Um, your very uh -huh. good friend, Al-Qadr Al-Qadam, is going to hear that you put your life in danger, and he will come and see you and give you a lecture about how you should no longer do, to such, do such a thing. And no, he's going think, to... I think Bidrohi would be fine with this. This is not a devil's bargain. Uh, this is not... No, yeah. to hang out with Al-Qadr Al-Qadam? No. I have, I have a <laughs> devil's bargain, actually, and it's a harsh one, but I think it okay. sort of mm. makes sense. Uh, it is... Uh, you will have have to have load zero to pull off this. So not only will you have had to disarm, but you will have had to like take off all your other items. You know, like take off your belt, throw it aside, empty your pockets, or you won't have the mobility to pull off a stunt like this. So hmm. your oh, load for the rest of the score is zero. That's actually fine. Yep. Because mm. most of the most of the duelist items are zero load zero load items. Uh, I figured, but it does mean yeah. that you know. Yeah, like yeah, you, you, can't you won't have armor. anything else for the rest of the score if things go wrong. Nor mm. can you mark armor. Yeah, that's fine. I think it makes yeah, sense. No, it's basically cool. you you yeah. you have a pair of pants, and that's the only thing you have on you. So and my flower crown. Yes, fair mm. enough. Yes, I guess that's sort of load too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, very good. Suits me. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Two extra dice, finesse. Yep. Finesse. Oh, ah. Yes. Incredible. I'm dense. Mm -hmm. It's a six, though. Six. It's a six. Yeah. So you leap over him, you get past the reach of his spear, you surprise him, and you get like within range with him. And uh, mm. his, uh, so you still have the momentum on your side because it was a six. But I will tell you what he does because he does not sit idle. He is kind of surprised by this, and his attempt is just going to be to try to headbutt you in the face as you come within range. Like mm. you land, you're close to him, and he's just going to try to do that. Mm hmm. I'm going to what do. do I'm going to do Johnny Cage's thing from the first Mortal Kombat movie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the splits and punch him in the nuts. Okay, just go down. I'm not gonna let okay. you. Wow, that was a. <laughs> I have not thought about that film in in twenty years, maybe. Uh, wow. I think about okay. that film every now and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is still a very scary man. So I think it cannot be anything other than desperate. Like mm -hmm. it's still desperate. But it's standard effect. You have gotten past his guard. You can reasonably do some damage to him at this point. Yeah. Standard effect will not be like he's knocked out or incapacitated, but mm -hmm. it will it will pick a clock. Okay. I think this is a standard skirmish, like straightforward. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, not straightforward at all, but it is definitely a skirmish. Yep. 
uh, huh? Desperate Standard. Mm-hmm. Still got even the odds on my side. Yep. Does anyone have any assists or anything that they can do? That would be fictional. That would make sense fictionally. I mean, yeah, I think I have an assist, uh, which is, um, I think you have practiced against me. Uh, so maybe it's like a more like a flashback assist, but I think it is. Uh, we have like you have fought unarmed against me in order to like practice, and I have helped you refine your. Uh, technique. So as this is happening, I will just say in our Catherine dialect, which almost nobody else can understand anyway, I will uh-huh. just say, watch your feet. Mm-hmm. Um and like hope to remind you like of the way mm-hmm. that you need to be like paying attention to things. Yeah. yeah. I know because... maybe the scene has taught me really, the move of doing the splits and punching someone in the nuts. <laughs> watch your feet is what she told me when I looked and then looked at my feet and then she did the splits and punched me in the nuts. Uh, All right. It's a five. Okay, it's a five. Yeah, but still, yeah, absolutely. What what is going to happen here is that this guy is a devotee of a war god. He fights on a regular basis. So he's wearing a cup. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, it still hurts, but it's not an incapacitating blow because it turns out he he protects himself. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So you still do make progress, though. So it's two ticks on a four o'clock. Um, okay. So, you know, you discombobulate him. You knock him off balance. But there is uh, a consequence here. And I mean, this is desperate. This is You are yep. fighting an armed man, unarmed. And so what he's going to do is he's going to smash the spear over your head and break it in half. And it's a level mm-hmm. three harm of you just being knocked out of the fight. Because he is mm-hmm. picking it's to also the rest of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the problem is it is lost, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. I'm going to resist it then. Yeah, uh, are you resisting? I'm... <laughs> so he's going to hit me on the head. His spear's mm-hmm. going to break. That much is yep. good. Mm-hmm. Getting knocked out is not good. No. Hmm. I mean, can I just resist not getting knocked out? Can I just be dazed? Yeah, yeah. Can this thing you, still still break? Yeah, yeah. You can just roll prowess and be like, I break the spear with my head. It, it still hurts. Like you're still hit in the head. It's a level two harm then, but yeah. But yeah, I think it's appropriate. Like you know, again, he he respects the rules kind of. So he saw an opportunity to just knock you out by hitting you in the head. He tried to take it. Yeah. And so yeah, you have a level two harm from being hit in the head. You can you can describe that as you wish. Probably a cool cut across the forehead, but yeah, a gasp goes through the audience. Yeah, ooh, you've both hit each other pretty viciously here. Like he start staggers yeah. backwards, and you know, even if you're wearing a cup, it's not pleasant being hit in the groin. Yeah, so yeah. you know, yeah. he staggers backwards, and Bidrihi has like slightly bruised knuckles and even worse, a smashed spear over his head. And it's not totally clear that Bidrihi is going to get back up, right? And then he does. Yeah. Can uh, can is... can some of it have like snapped at like can the haft have been kind of like snapped off and like there's a piece of ha- the haft like like streaming up? Yes, sure. Okay, because I'm going to grab that and I'm going to use that as a baton and I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Okay. Is that okay? I I, I want to know how Mushfiq and uh, sorry Adiyat, but more importantly, yeah. Bejal are responding to this. Sorry, yeah. 
how's um has Elgin respond to to the fact uh, that like he's been hit over the head and may like be close to death or whatever uh mm, but yeah. also i presume you've you've, you've like returned to the audience now right like like all of that stuff is done so no, i just want to know, know just... like yeah i just pictured mushfik just swinging away into the sunset after that he's back he, he, he just appears over uh say the uh, shoulder uh, yeah he's like my job's done time to relax with a nice tandoori <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. But yeah, sorry. What was the original question? How is yeah, he reacting to Peter? He being hit in the head like this, like yeah. Because I mean, this is a major blow. This is just some fry cook, right? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think the way we've described Hedgehog as just some teenage fry cook, I think he is way out of his depths and scared out of his mind. And I think that maybe that cutlet would have picked him. Because he would anything like he would try to rule in Cutlet's favor out of fear. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Pejal, we see him like wave his hands, like knock out, knock out, and then yeah. Peter he gets back up. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I will just like lightly slap Pejal upside the head, and I will say, um, "You have to count to ten. That's how you know it. Oh. He's really been knocked out." Oh right. Thanks, Auntie. Uh, one and then Peter gets up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, and it's to be honest, possible that if we just started counting, we would have hit seven or eight. But the fact yeah. that we had the little exchange gave Peter yes. a little more time. <laughs> yes. In fact, the way I want to get up is I look like I'm down, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm clutching the piece of heft uh, under me, and then yep. I'm just going to get up and hit him on right on the face with one smooth motion. Okay. Sure. So let's frame this as risky standard because you have a weapon now, and I think yeah. you're taking him by surprise. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's still let's an improvised weapon, so I still get even the odds. Yep. But let's see if you can knock this guy out. Okay. I don't want to draw this out too much. Like he is a good fighter, but I mean he's a thug. He relies more no. on having many people. So five. In fact, I was going to ask for Devil's Bargain, but I just pressed the button. But it's fine. It is what it is. And yep. I would have rolled one less. Dice for taste, but it still doesn't change the result. Yeah, very good. So, uh, like, yeah, you have a pretty nasty lasting wound, and so I will let you choose here. There are two possible consequences, I think. Uh, one of them is that your attack is very vicious and just takes him out cold, but in the eyes of the Bob, this looks too brutal. Like, he isn't the referee or anything, but he is trying to, you know, keep keep bloodshed to a minimum and he said to first blood so i think one of the possible consequences is you like hit him twice right you like break his nose there is blood then you hit him again before he has a chance to surrender and so you will knock him out but you will look brutal in the process and the bob will not appreciate it that's one Mm -hmm. possibility if you don't think this is in character for bidrohi then i think the other possibility is you hit him in the face you like draw blood he doesn't realize it you stay your hand and then he hits you back Mm. So either you take a level two harm, or you you like look brutal and vicious in the eyes of the Bob, who will not appreciate this. I like the idea of taking uh, another harm, uh, level two harm, mm-hmm. and I'm going to resist it as well. Okay. By I'm going to hit him. He's going to he should go down, but he doesn't. Yeah. And then I'm going to realize he's about to hit me, and I'm going to grab his fist. 
Ah. Oh. Okay. Very cool. Okay. You'll still take some sort of level one harm then, even as you grab his fist. Yeah, which turns and... out to be a level two harm anyway, uh, because of. Oh man. I have two level one harms, but that's fine. I just want to look cool. Yep, sure. <laughs> oh my god, you are so fucked up, Bidrohi. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we nominate you for this fight? I should I could have fought him. Uh-huh. Because I wanted to fight someone. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Incredible. Okay, my... let's Great. see this let's see the resistance roll. So yeah, I think what I... will happen here is you will take another harm, and I think that this harm is just like wrist strain, because like catching a fist, right? It's it does hurt uh, the hand. I wrote it down as arms are harmed. Yep, mm-hmm. fair enough. But sure, make this resistance roll, and it will, if nothing else, allow you to look very cool. Don't and it's it won't even break a sweat because I have it's broken other things. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> You grab his hand, and I think because you rolled this resistance roll and you have beaten him, what happens is that you like grab his hand and you force him down on his knees, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you can just kind of like shove him over and throw him to the ground. And like he was staying up after the first hit just because of momentum. But once you throw him to the ground, it's one of those. He's not unconscious. He just is too groggy to get up. He like rolls around, tries to stand up, doesn't have the balance. And... Uh, so, Pejal goes, uh, uh, one, two, and he like very slowly counts. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for Pejal to count as slow as he likes because he's still going to get to yeah. ten. You know. Yeah, um, and Cutlet just basically like rolls around on the ground, tries to get back up, and in the end just doesn't manage to and kind of collapses. Yeah. And as as uh, Bijal does this, in fact, I'm going to draw this out and I'm going to say uh, to him, you know, I find it uh, useful to make sure that enough time passes. Just say tick tick one, but don't say the tick tick part out loud. Just say it in your head, right? So then people don't feel like, oh, I'm just counting very fast. Take your time with it. Yeah. Don't worry about them. Mm-hmm. And then I think what I'm going to do is very dazedly. Like, it, it kind of looked like I'm just wandering around in a daze, not knowing what I'm doing. But I'm going to head towards Jekyll. Mm. And instead of my characteristic, oh, hello, Jekyll, how are you? Uh, sexy sort of thing. I'm just going to kind of like stand in front of her, kind of like mm. wobble a little bit, uh, rummage around in my trouser pockets, mm-hmm. and pull out a real rose. <laughs> right, it's one of your other load zero items. Yes. <laughs> Very well. Yes, and I'll, okay. and I'll just be like, no hard feelings, a great day, uh, Skovland Zindabad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to look at Bushfeek and say, get him out of here before he comes any more trouble, huh? No, Please. Idri, I, I think this is an action. You are romantic with your rival. There's no way there isn't stakes here. I don't think your harm yep. gets in the way. If anything, your harm helps. It helps you look cooler. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but I think take some sort of action to see how Jackal reacts to this. Okay. Uh, is it a fortune roll? Is it an action roll? It's an action roll. It's okay. uh, yeah, risky standard. I think there's possibility that you charm her. There's also the possibility that things go wrong. I think it's a sway. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use Gallant, though. 
because when you perform fits of finesse, it's especially impressive. You get plus one dice when making an intimate connection with someone you've impressed. Absolutely. I was thinking of this move. Oh, you have impressed her. Wow. That's why we should have this move. And, and, and you're making an intimate connection with her? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not necessarily not going to be like, let's have sex. I'll be like, mm -hmm. sure. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just curious. I... Do you reckon your girlfriend is the jealous type? We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. I have the sneaking and horrible suspicion that she's both the jealous type and also the kind of person who likes to be jealous. Yes. Mm. Yes. This uh -huh. is a recipe for horrible, horrible life choices. But luckily, I'm not actually Bidruhi, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you really, yeah. kids, you definitely shouldn't be trying this at home. Uh -huh. It's not yep. something you should do with your family. Yes. Oh my yes. God! Also, that Jesus. Uh -huh. <laughs> my apologies. Uh, um, bonus dice. Let's just start. Hmm. I think I'll push myself. Why not? Okay. Okay. Sure. Let's see how it goes. I'm literally <laughs> three sixes. <laughs> Okay, well, things offensive. go horribly right. So Jackal is yeah. charmed. And... Jackal, you see, Jackal starting to have a crush on you. You uh -huh. can't because you're dazed, but Saeed yes. and Mushfi can, which yes. is why Saeed has like, get this boy out of here. Oh. Uh, yes. Varandi, this is great for uh, intercultural like, relations. Yes. Why I tell you? Do you see uh -huh. that? I've never seen a smile like that. It's mildly <laughs> off-putting. Okay? It's a good thing you guys are speaking in Kethrasy because she just takes yeah. the rose, smells it, and this is like imperceptible <laughs> smile on her face. And she is really, yeah. really subtle. Saida is just very perceptive. <laughs> I think, yeah, but also, I've been around Pitrohi uh, like mm -hmm. enough to know when people find him charming. Yeah, so I think she smells the rose and she's like, She's not even able to say anything. She's just like, wow, holy shit, this guy yeah. is actually really cool. And <laughs> yeah. he like stumbles a bit backwards, still keeping up. And I think the Bob grabs him, like holds yeah. him up. So Jackal yeah. just bats her eyelashes, smells the rose, looks dazed. And the Bob goes like, oh, you're right there, champ. Yeah, and I will walk, walk up. Because clearly Mushfik is useless. Uh, no, no, no. Mushfik's got his own agenda because, like, the thing yes. is, like, all this time, Vidra's just been kind of this, like, annoying little, you know, what? shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> but this was really cool. This, uh... <laughs> I've been cool yeah. since day one, bro. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk up to Bitrohi. Wait, wait, wait. Mushfik's gonna start oh, yeah, going. Bitrohi, Bitrohi. And and is gonna be like Mushfik, bhai, Mushfik, bhai. No, no one can hear that. Uh, yeah, yeah, nobody can hear that. Great, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. But can I get people to join in on this chant? Yes, absolutely. I don't think it's even a role at this point. Yeah. Like there was a cool duel. Yeah. And Bidrahi won. It's it's just the okay, thing that is that done, case, right? That's the winner's name. Yeah, in that case, I know what I want to do, which is while this is happening, and I have some, like, like people aren't really necessarily paying attention to me for a second. I'm going to look at Digel, like, straight in the eyes, and this, like, affable veneer that I've had on just drops, right? And you see the person I am behind that mask. And I'm going to look at this, like, Quite frankly, a child. Um, yeah. And I'm going to mm -hmm. say, 
your boss tries fucking with us again, we'll make this shit look like a playground to you. You understand me? Oh, fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, I want to make this a role, actually. I want to make yeah, a absolutely. role to see how well you can impress the staff. And it's controlled great. I don't think you could have yeah. the odds more in your favor. Absolutely. But let's see uh, just how yeah. well you can pull this off. Yeah, I mean, I've only got one die in command, but to be honest, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You can uh, push yourself, or I can offer you a devil's bargain. A bargain's here. interesting here, I think. I and, like, the reason I wouldn't push myself is that I think fictionally there is no way this is in any way stressful for Saida, uh -huh. right? Yes. So, so bargain's interesting here. Yeah, uh, so the devil's bargain is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I think it uh, it makes sense. The Devil's Bargain is Pejal is going to be so impressed by you and your gang that he is going to attempt to join the Rising Moon Sword School, which is a problem because he's yes. going to be serving yes. two masters. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. 100%. Uh, I, I, me as a player is in for this. Saida is going to be so annoyed when this boy turns up three days from now, right? Uh -huh. uh, but for now, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, so this role is more to see, like you have impressed him. This role is more to see, like yeah. can you impress the rest of his? Can he yes, carry absolutely. forth this message to the rest of the crew? Yeah. yeah. Controlled. Great. Uh huh. One bonus die. Mm hmm. It's a four. I will take the four. Okay. So the devil's bargain is Pejal is, is now part of your cohort. He's a problematic cohort member because yes. he. I'm going to add him to the sheet uh, uh, as Pajal a problem. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Do you know what the word Pajal means? No. I actually don't. A problem. Yeah, good. It also usually... sounds a bit like Bhaji, I guess, which is yeah. also funny because it's yeah. very cool. So when <laughs> we talk about in Bangladesh, when we talk about food being adulterated and fucked with, we say that there's Pajal. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh... Well, now you have a cook who is trying to be a martial artist on his spare time. Well, yeah, that seems, that seems pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, so, you will impress this message upon, the, uh, upon Cutlet's crew. And the controlled consequence is simply, mm -hmm. and you may resist it if you want, but it's simply that the Bob figures you out. Yeah. Oh. So up until now, he has seen you as just like affable, trying to get along, trying to keep a lid on the situation. Now he goes like, ah, shit, this, this old woman has an agenda. Okay, I see. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, it feels a bit harsh only because um, this changes the relationship drastically, right? Like, like, for me, like a controlled consequence is more like something is up, not figured it out. But it's fine. Oh, absolutely. Um, the thing is, yeah. the reason it's not a worse consequence, he doesn't become your rival yeah. or anything. You're, you're not necessarily right. at odds. It's just yeah. he becomes wise that there's more to you than meets right. the eyes. Yeah, okay. So as long as like he also sees that the other stuff wasn't fake. It wasn't I'm playing him in order to make this happen. Yep. It's that I did this yep. and I did that. That's that's great. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, I that's no more what I'm saying. Right? Like, he won't necessarily yeah, yeah, dislike right. you. Okay, so as a consequence yeah. of this, add the bob to your sheet as a contact. <laughs> yes. Okay, the so Bob, uh, uh, Lock Porter, boss. Yep. And uh, so the thing is, he has you figured out, and he is going to try to use you as an asset. So this is a contact relationship, but wonder he uh, will start out asking favors of you. Sure. You know what? Yeah. Um, 
I, this is genuinely something my dad says is the best way to make friends is to ask for help. Because then yeah. that person, presuming they're uh, they feel somewhat obliged, will just do do the help, like help you. Yeah. And then you end so up the like Bob, yeah. Oh. The Bob will ask you for help at some point now. Just just to cement the relationship. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. So I think with that, the Bob is going to try to get Bidruhi away from this situation. Jackal is going to be mm -hmm. super impressed with him. I guess she's still your rival, but now it definitely got complicated. Yeah, yeah. You can you can take her boot back with you if you like, I think. Yeah, it's up to you how you want to represent this on your character sheet. Uh, well, you did get a critical, so I think your crit bonus is that you just get the other boot. I think on the way out, she just says to one of her people, like, give him the other shoe. He's deserved it. Hell <laughs> so yeah. Yes. You're going to have a pair of matching the... cowboy boots with Jackal now. Now the boots on the other foot. <laughs> oh! Yes. Thank, you. Thank you for that. <laughs> now the boots on the other so much foot. Better than that. <laughs> God. Excellent. Uh -huh. Muy so, bien. Excellent. he is led away, and I think that this wraps up the score. Let us do the payoff phase, and mm -hmm. then yes. XP and we can off. start wrapping up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, Bob's caught on and wants the contract thing, and Pedro's part of the school now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to turn up and be like, wow, auntie, you're so cool. Can, we, yes. can I join your school? And I'll be like... Uh -huh. You moron! You didn't even... Yes. Oh, fuck's sake, right? Yes. Yes! It's... Yeah, he's not leaving the flatbread uncles either, no, by yeah. the way. He's going yeah, yeah. to be part of yeah. both, both gangs. Yeah, so. yeah. absolutely. And everyone is allowed to have a hobby. <laughs> yes. Yes, and his hobby seems to be getting himself killed. So you and he can be good friends, huh? Yes. Excellent! <laughs> Very good. No. Uh, Excellent. Let's do payoff. Yeah. Yes. How this is going to work is you get two rep by default and then plus one because the uncles are one higher tier than you. So that's three reps. Yes. Tell them, market. So, yeah, yes, please. Please do. Okay. Um, then you earn coin based on the nature of the operation. And I think it does make sense there is some coin here because mm -hmm. you have taken Cutlet out of like the flatbread uncle's internal competition. You have, you've humiliated right. him. You've definitely made an enemy out of him. And oh, so we forgot. Think... We got, forgot a very important thing. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, our cohort was off uh, kicking ass. Yes. <laughs> Shall okay, I just roll that? A... Yes. Yeah. Make a quick roll. Make a quick roll for the cohort to see how it's successful one they are. One die. It's a five. Oh no, it's two dice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're elites. Oh, they're elite. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think we'll just call this a fortune roll. There's there wasn't too much opposition for them to run into, and I was about to say uh, that there is some coin in this, and I think part of that is just them stealing coin from this dude. Hell yeah! So uh, I'm gonna I think it, uh, to our sheet as a as an enemy, like to the crew sheet. Yeah, add him as an enemy sense, to right? the crew sheet. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I also lowered your faction status with the flatbread uncles down by one, and the reason it's only one is. You planned this with Sundari, who is a, actually outranks Cutlet, even if she is a coward. So overall, it goes down because the organization as a whole doesn't like you beating up their members. But I think Sundari Tandori can argue your case and be like, you know, yeah, they're with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if she hadn't been a wimp, she would be like, 
yeah, they're not just with me. I did this because I'm amazing and he's a wimp. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll take Mm -hmm. what we can get. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and sorry, so, what did we agree was going to happen with the coin? The coin. I was about to say, I think that four coin for a small job is appropriate. And this is a mix of what your cohort steals from Cutlet. And also, I think what makes sense here is, you know, um, uh, Morpheus is just going to get back in business with mm. what you get him. So probably, you know, he will get his equipment back, he will get some coin back and whatever. And then the reason you get coin is just he. Uh, shares some of it with you, right? He shares some of his profits with you. So it's yeah, not like you're his ward boss and you get uh, protection money on a regular basis, but yeah. he thanks you in whatever way he can. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, so one point think... each and then one in the crew? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think four coin makes an amount of sense. Yeah. It's yeah. No, a I mix think that's of reasonable. protection yeah. money and his profits. It's a good deal for him because he doesn't have to pay you protection money on the regular, right? It's just like we're yes. friends. You help me, and yeah. probably what happened is like to thank you. He sold something he owned and gave you some of the money. Right. Yeah, I, I was and... thinking that maybe um, some of the money is also like people like are kind of joining our school. We get a bit, little bit more like mm-hmm. a bump in subscriptions or something, right? Like yeah, a bump exactly. in membership. It's um, a collection of many small revenue streams that add up to four yes. coins. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but the reason I say this is I think that we should consider going for a claim that gets us extra coin for uh, for doing certain kinds of scores, not because yes. we're the kinds of bravos that terrorize people and they're scared of us, but because every time we pull off uh, some daring heist, people are like, wow, that's the Rising Moon School, and they join mm-hmm. us and we get more cash. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. I don't think there's a claim in this, just because Morpheus is just not important enough. No, not in this. Yeah, yeah, but, but like yeah. something to work but towards. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. And then let us talk about heat. So, I want to argue that this is contained because you did make it just a formal duel. There's also the fact that everyone hates his food and spits it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that really helps. I haven't, didn't it? I haven't God, forgotten yeah. about that. Right? He gets his ass yeah. kicked, and everyone goes like, "Wow, this catering sucks." Actually, this man is just bad at food. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Loses a bunch of business. So but yeah. I think that also contributes to it being contained. Basically, I think Mushvik's big contribution here is that no one likes Cutlet after this and is willing to raise a fuss about it. So <laughs> that's why I think it's only two heat. <laughs> Very good. In fact, um, zero heat because we have noble privileges. Yep. Minus two there heat we go. score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew so that would come in handy. Yeah, there is a plus oh, one but... for high-profile or well-connected target and plus one for hostile turf, both of which are true. Yeah. So it's still two okay. heat in total. Okay. Yeah, which but... is important because actually if we go back all the way down to zero heat, we don't earn any rep. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. useful mm-hmm. to have some heat so that people know we did it. Yes. Uh, so there's a mm-hmm. little bit of heat, but it's not too bad. Yeah, and, and we did do it in order to like make clear that we're like... I think like we should still fictionally draw some heat because mm-hmm. we did explicitly do this so people don't fuck with us, right? So Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the flatbread uncles got a little bit upset with you. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. probably something you can work on, in particular if you like do anything to strengthen Sundari within the organization. Mm-hmm. You can probably yes. make this minus one go away. But because she's so I feckless, wonder still Yeah, I wonder whether she's so feckless. We just make her our puppet. Not something <laughs> any single person in our crew, by the way, is good at doing. But no. wouldn't it be so funny if we did that? 
I'm going to yes. mention this to Emma. I'm going to be like, hey, do you yes. want to work on this? I think Moss is the only character who can maybe uh, pull this off. Yes. And speaking of faction statuses, the way they're just, I think your flat peduncles goes down one and your Skoblander refugees goes up one. Weirdly. Mm -hmm. But I think what that about, just makes sense yeah. as an outcome of this. Okay. Nothing with Jackal's crew? Yeah, I think Jackal's crew returns to zero because they were at, no, they were at minus two. So I think you're up to minus one with them now. Okay. Just because. Yeah. yeah. So Jackal likes us, but her crew is still pretty. Yeah, she, exactly. She likes yeah. me, but in a complicated mm -hmm. way, which really speaks to the inherent sexual tension of revelries. Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. But I think it okay. makes sense that her both the like everyone present were just like, yeah, you seem pretty okay, and this guy turns out sucks at cooking, so you were right to kick his ass. So mm. yes. Shall I roll for entanglement? And, yes, please. I was about to say. There we go. Six. On wow. Four heat. So show mm -hmm. of force. A faction with whom you have negative status makes a play against your holdings. Mm. Oh, interesting. Oh. Honestly, one of the best entanglements. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Our, so I don't mm, we, on... we have a holding because, okay, so uh, maybe getting out of myself, but I really wanted a score that like really tangled with the, brought back the, um, the land deed, the title. And that's mm -hmm. the only claim we have, noble privileges. Yep. Is it time for Omid and his gang to make a comeback? Maybe it's mm. Omid and his gang or the other option. Is, and this is a slightly more abstract play, but House and Kayat are still hunting Salman. Hmm. And Salman was Ooh. was being shown like this whole bureaucratic thing. So we'll see. I'll we can talk about it between sessions, but I think yes. okay. either Omid coming after you physically for the deed makes sense, or it's actually House and Kayat who go like Omid's probably gonna it come could into be it both. at some point anyway, because I I need information from him. As part of my yeah. uh, personal I, clock. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think but I'm just it, saying, House and Kayat seem exactly like the kind of people who might be like, I will just use this one dude who seems to hate these people uh, yeah. in order to get you in trouble. Yeah. I also right. realized like, that you had so, minus one status with the lock porters for some reason, which I think is now cancelled out. They slightly disliked you. I think oh. this came up in character creation. And I don't think right. they dislike, yeah. dislike you anymore. Because, again, yeah. all things sure. considered, you interfered in a Skovland festival basically just for the better, right? You showed up, you were yeah. like, your cook sucks ass, you kicked his ass, and then the they tasted the food and were like, yeah, wow, this guy's food did suck ass, thank you. <laughs> so. Yeah, ex excellent. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, what a sequence of events. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start a long-term project. Uh, <laughs> to add Gunnar to our school also. I feel like he would make a much better addition than Jigsaw. <laughs> Probably. Uh-huh. So, Great. Uh, yeah, uh, all things considered, it, it sort of worked out. We will talk about whether House Kayat or or Omid makes for a more interesting problem for next session. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The doors to the House of Endings. Those who dwell within are Sohem, called Cloth, Adiat, called Soap, Sarmetry, called Tree, and Emma. I have been Prince, your host. Our city of Uduasha is based on Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, with special thanks to Johnstone Metzger. Follow us on Twitter, or support us on ko-fi.com slash desperate -tune.
If you want to engage further with us, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash where you will get our newsletter, extra content, and updates from Uduasha. And, uh, well, it, it turns out this fellow Salman, he, uh, he is my romantic rival, you see. And so it's very good that you have been involved with, uh, with this fellow as, as the lady is uh, looking for him. And I would much rather she, she didn't find him, he says, and he smiles and winks. So in such a matter as this, you know that I am 100% on your side, okay? Fuck this Salman person, whoever he may be, just fuck him. I spit on his face, I will kick him if I ever see him. Uh, not that I have seen him, I don't know who he is. I mean, you know, like, it's just, you know, there's many people like Salman, but all of them I will punch in the face if I ever see it, so that you are not thwarted in the course of your love. By the way, who is this person that you're courting? Right, well, you, you know. Oh, yes, I remember, uh, I remember now, yes. Oh. Yes. Mm. Yes, let's let's not openly say her name for for respect of the lady. Let's not try to bring any scandal about 